Thank you for tuning in to Detail Memories. This episode is brought to you by Rotafest and Zenware. Rotafest is the most powerful mobile invoicing software designed for auto detailers and recon professionals on the market today. More than just a mobile invoicing app, it gives you a complete suite of tools to manage your business. Yes, it has a mobile app designed for the iPhone and Android to decode the VIN and create an invoice in the field. But it also includes integration with QuickBooks, customer management tools, text and email reminders, reports, and now inventory management is included in this powerful suite of tools. Learn more about Rotafest at rotafest.com. All right, good days, ladies and gents, and welcome to another episode of the Rotafest Business 101 series. I'm Jody. And I'm Rod Pusey. And I'm Princess St. Clair. There Princess St. Clair. Hey, guys wow. and gals, dolls. And... Did we roll out the red carpet for you? That's right. Yeah, it hit me in the head. The trumpets. Yeah, it's a red logo. Princess St. Clair. Does, does that count as a red logo? <laughs> so this is part two of a uh, marketing and uh, and this is really where we get into the meat of things. So um, we're excited to talk about the next kind of topics, which is going to be you know customer retention and social media and community involvement and customer care, and actual strategies yes. to implement your marketing plan for your business. So, of course, we have selling well, trainer extraordinaire here with us. So we're ready. Yeah. Oh, Teaches. very good. Well, let's go back to the, the difference between marketing and sales, because I think, I think it's really yes. important. So marketing is all the ways that you attract people to your business, the, the ways that you make them call you or set up an appointment or text you or email you or whatever it is. Um, that's your marketing. And then your sales is how you convert those into paying customers. So let's talk for a little bit about um, how you attract customers to your business. So. You know, we last time we talked about signage on the vehicle. We talked about having business cards. We talked about should I have a logo or not? Website, um, all those things can be important, um, not absolutely essential, but really, it's all it's it's if if you're beginning and you're a smaller operation like I've always been, um, it's all about contact with people. It really is. Yep. Uh, so let's talk about that. That's that type of marketing. That sort of direct connection with people. Um, and, and my favorite way is to do a business networking group. Um, you know, there's uh, there's LATIP, L-E-T-I-P. LATIP has been around for, for decades. Um, and then there's BNI, uh, Business mm -hmm. Networking International. Uh, right. Those are just a couple of examples of what we call business networking groups or referral yep. groups where you meet on a regular basis, perhaps once a week for lunch or breakfast. And there's, you know, anywhere from 10 to 80 people in the room, each representing a different business category and you pass leads to each other. So, you know, yep. my friend Joe, uh, my neighbor Joe was uh, talking about getting his car detailed and I told him to call you. That's a lead. And hopefully you get Joe's phone number and you get to call Joe and say, hey, uh, our mutual friend Sam said that you were interested in having your car detailed. So I'm giving you a call about that. Um, yep. The other one, no, the one that, that I talked no, about is that has been um, for me twenty five percent of my operational income for twenty wow. years. Twenty five percent wow. every year, and those are the kinds of places where you get leads like, um, yeah, hey, uh, this is so and so Brown. We're uh, David Brown. We we live in Tierra Santa, and we're going on a vacation next week. Love to have our cars done while we're gone. My friend John uh, told me about you. Uh, here's the garage code. How much should I make the check out for? Here's where the car keys yeah. are. Just come yeah. get them anytime you want. 
that's the kind of lead you get. I've literally gotten things like that from these business networking groups because the trust is already there. The, yeah. So so when I say this is the plumber you want to use, it, the trust is there. He doesn't have to do any sales. He just needs to make the contact and, and schedule the appointment. Right. So, so the one thing is, is people don't realize is any local chamber of commerce usually has a leads group that is um, really great if you're just starting out. Yes. Because those groups, they'll generally limit it to one person in that industry. And all of a sudden you're the go to guy or gal. And uh, yeah. that that get involved in it. Call your local chamber of commerce. See if there's events going on. One person that's really, really, really good at this is uh, Oscar Hernandez out yep. of Ventura, California. He is so involved in the Ventura County uh, chamber of commerce that he is he's like one of the leaders of it now. And they go out and do ribbon cuttings and they do all kinds of stuff. And the one thing about those BNI groups and chamber that that I think you're you'll back me up on this, Prentice is. You get out of it what you put into it. Yes. If you just show up and you just go, give me a lead, give me a lead, give me a lead, you're going to get stuff, yeah. but not as much as if you're actually interacting and you do a one-on-one -on -one with somebody, you go get coffee with them, you find out about their business. And it's not it's not BS. You really want to be interested in their business. Find somebody that's interesting to you that does something and, and really engage well, I mean, in it. Yeah, I would suggest uh, when you join a group like that, you should once a week have, have lunch with a member and get to know everybody in that group. And how you can support them not only through your business, through your expenses, um, but also by sending people to them. And it really is true. You need to keep your money in that group as much as you possibly can. So uh, one of the groups I belong to has a, a, a printing person, printing and copies. So guess what? That's where all that stuff gets done. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, and in the insurance agent, he has my insurance business, the, um, the, business, uh, the, the, the business attorney. You know, um, that person is the person I go to when I have questions about my business. And yep. you're also going to have all these resources uh, is it, it, that a lot of a lot of times you can just pick up the phone, and make a quick phone call and get advice for free. Whereas if, if you've got a question for a business attorney, who the heck are you going to call? I don't know. So mm -hmm. hopefully, you know, somebody. So the, and, and with the Chamber of Commerce, that's more open to anybody in the, in, in the local community. It's not right. a one person per category, which is kind of cool. But the Chamber of Commerce, usually there's some pretty big hitters in your area that are involved in that. So that puts yeah. you in front of people that um, have the influence that can help you out in your detail business. And here's another thing with the business networking groups. They love detailers because they're easy to send leads to. All right. Yes. You know, if I'm, right. A, if I'm a, a residential real estate agent. How many times are you going to be able to send me a lead once in 10 years? But yep. if you're a detailer, I can send you a lead every week. Yeah. And one of the things that I would tell people to do is you get a hold of the actual Chamber of Commerce, find out how many leads groups they have, and then they will show you the membership of each of those groups. And you may want to choose the one, I don't know, that has like a cleaning service that has 47 mobile vehicles. You can do those kind of things and see where you fit. You can visit other groups. Mm -hmm. um, I've led one here in Boise for like 10 years and you can visit other groups. And so what you do is you find out, go to the other groups, go to leads group one or two or five, and then find the one that you fit in. And that's the one that you start regularly going to. Um, so just, just some tips there to do that. They're all over. Every community has one. Yeah. And they are invaluable. I would I would agree with you 100 percent. Yeah. And getting involved in your community, too. Um, you know, Oscar's really good about that. Um, they, he works with the food drive. Uh, well, I think it's yep. once a month or once a week. Um, you know, community involvement. 
Um, when you get to the point where you you're, you you have an advertising budget, budget, you want to do things like support some of the community efforts, especially if they're going to be displaying your logo. Um, there's a summer concerts here in, in our community that we've enjoyed for, for a couple of decades now. And they came to me and said, would you like to be one of our sponsors? And I said, oh, heck yeah. You know, my family's enjoyed this free five or six free concerts every summer since 2000. That's the least I can do. And then my logo is, is affiliated with that with that effort. And there's some other ways you can do that, too, for sure. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about spending tons of money, um, especially if you don't have it. But, um, you know, there's also car shows, local car shows you can go to and just kind of mm-hmm. chit chat with people yep. and, you know, wear your, wear your shirt with your logo on it. Um, and walk around and chat with people. Sometimes you get nothing from those. You'll be able to feel it out. Or maybe you become one of the sponsors and even even get a um, get a booth at one of those car shows. You can also, if you've got a fixed location, you can also have a uh, you know a cars and coffee or a park and shine kind of thing on a Saturday morning where you just say, "Hey, come on over. We'll give you some tips and tricks on how to take care of your car." Mm-hmm. Okay, absolutely free. Have some coffee and donuts or whatever makes sense to you. And you're going to get customers that way because some of those people are not going to want to do the work themselves. Yeah. So yeah. That, and you know, other great ways to attract customers to, to contact you. Yeah. There's a lot of free social, social, um, um, social network, social media stuff. That's absolutely free. Like you can have a pretty extensive Yelp presence and not pay Yelp a single dime. Your yep. business page, it, you can put photos up. You can describe your business. It has your hours. You describe the services you provide. Um, it, that's all free. So there's no reason why you can't have that. Your your uh, Google, Google Chrome, your Google business account you, is absolutely free. And you really need that if you have a fixed location. So that when somebody searches for detailing in your area, it, that you're one of the people that pop up. Yep. Now, you, I- you, can, you can spend money on either one of those. But I would say if you're just starting or you don't have a big budget, don't spend a dime. Just get the dang page listed. So you're listed as among the detailers in your area. Yeah, I think it's really important because there are so many free tools for you to build a brand and market yourself. You know, I look at people like Jamie Gonzalez, JNG Detailing. He has a phenomenal Instagram page. And what he's done is not only is he highlighting the work that he's doing and he's doing it fun. You know, he's got he has his workers with him and they're making it fun and energetic. But he's also from time to time mixing in more complicated presentations. And and I think he's doing it for two reasons. One, he's trying to show that some detailing work like wet sanding is not easy. Right? right to actually repair and so it 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 builds value it builds credibility as him as a business owner and a detailer and it's educating his potential customer of why they want to use him right. while doing it in a fun energetic way that is attractive not only to his potential customer but even other detailers are going wow that's cool and i'm learning from him as well yeah. but you can also have the danger of slipping into that where you're just marketing towards other detailers instead of really hitting your target audience, like we talked about in that and last episode of really understanding who and where your potential customer is and how you're going to resonate with them to do business with you. Right. right. So with Instagram, there's, there's a couple of, of things that I would recommend there. One is, 
you know, intersperse some, some of your um, community efforts, some of the things that you're doing, and also with your family. Like, you know, uh, today we're, we're uh, going to the local uh, uh, craft fair or whatever, you know, so that people know that you're part of the community. Um, and, you know, if, if you do, uh, if you do like uh, maybe the local softball team or the local little league team, you know, you, you want to post things like, you know, we're here today at the little league field supporting the local team or at the high school football game or whatever. Right. Um, and it's just so they know that you're part of the community. You're not just a, a business owner that's trying to get money out of people. The other thing, too, that's really important, if you do post um, some of the work that you've done, for example, let's say you just ceramic coated a Tesla and you want to take a picture of that and put it on Instagram. Then you want to come back after you post it and be the first person to comment and comment with your hashtags and your yeah. hashtags need to include um, most importantly, the community that you want to serve. So for mm. example, I'll put um, um, ceramic coating San Diego or more specifically ceramic coating Point Loma. Uh, mm -hmm. hashtag there so people that are in my community who are searching for ceramic coating that that hashtag will come up and they'll go to my instagram page so yeah. really really important to do those kinds of things get those hashtags out there right same thing on your facebook um yeah. <clears throat> you want to you want to uh link to other people while you're doing that yeah. and one thing i'm going to say about any of these i don't care if we're talking ig facebook TikTok, linkedin next or anything most importantly is this is representing your business you're always marketing again like we mentioned in the first part of this series you are always marketing if you are an ass on any social media, you can just count the number of people you are losing by doing that. If you are oh, negatively right. commenting, if you are bashing somebody, I don't care if I'm across the country and I'm bashing somebody in Alaska, someone is going to see that and that is going to reflect poorly on my business. So just don't do it. No, no don't, get, it, don't get caught it. up in the, in the, in the uh, political stuff. Yeah, no, 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 no. I don't care which if, side and you're if somebody on. Says, if somebody says something negative about you, the best thing you can do is not respond. It right, really right. And, and otherwise, sorry, it's just going to ratchet. Yeah, it, 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 it's sad, but your personal life is now mm. part of your business. If you're associating yourself with your business and I'm out there posting pictures of, you know, it doesn't matter. Don't care what state you're in. Care, I, let's just take like I saw one the other day, a uh, state that it's legal is to have marijuana in. Great. Don't care one way or the other. But if you're out there posting a bunch of pictures of buds and doing all stuff, you just turned off a whole bunch of people. Right. right. Don't post that personal of stuff your political opinions nobody right. cares they are your opinions they're an armpit everybody's got one and i don't care about it and and it's not just me this is your customers you have customers on both sides of any argument and if you want to keep them and we're talking about retaining customers one right. of the things i've seen is so many people that have picked a side in the last couple of years and they just market to that one side and you're losing out on on customers and really what you're trying to do is establish a business and yeah. and and again it doesn't matter what color of lapel pin you wear when you vote doesn't matter it's, it's yeah. all about your business so be really careful because i think all of us have been tempted at some point you're reading something on a post and all of a sudden your fingers want to just fire off a post and it's like just take a deep breath yeah. and realize it's not worth it um, so, so many, so many people I've spoken to recently. I really like next door as well. Um, yeah. Nextdoor.com. That's been terrific for my business and, and getting more, more business out of it. Um, and, and recently for, for some reason or other, the people that I've mentioned that to how I, how much I really like it, they say, 
oh, I don't have time for all that nonsense and, and all those posts and those comments. Say, well, why do you read them? Yeah. You don't have to read all the comments just because you see a post about something. Just skip through to, to what's pertinent to you. Uh, yeah, you exactly. All that. So, and with what happens to me on Nextdoor, because I've been in my community for so long, is somebody, every once in a while, somebody will say, hey, I'm looking for a mobile detailer. Can anybody give any recommendations? And then all of a sudden, all the comments, Prentice, detail in progress, Prentice, call yep. Prentice. He's the best. Prentice. You know, there might be a couple other businesses in there. You know what I do when, that, when I see that? I like the other businesses. Exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. I like those comments. Because yeah, be a good all, neighbor. Yeah, being a good neighbor. And I don't say anything negative about that. There was a guy locally that actually came back and responded to somebody's suggestion about me as a detailer um, with a bunch of stuff about the IDA. He said that I that that I started the IDA in my backyard as a clinic. It's like, wow, that was actually a comment. I, mean, I created a, an association single-handedly that now has 2,100 people in 67 countries. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. But it's just so funny how it backfired um, and, and people like shooting him down. Like, what are you talking about? You have no idea what you're talking about, dude. So you never down, uh, never um, talk negatively about another detailer, especially on social media. Mm -hmm. um, at the most, I might want to do, and this is even a little bit tricky, is say, hey, make sure when you're shopping for a detailer that they're um, licensed, insured, and certified. Right, right. And I think that that's great because we do the same thing. We're positive. The other thing you can do is just, just if somebody says, I'm looking for a mobile detailer, just private message them. Don't put it up on, hey, I'll detail your car. Yeah. <laughs> I love that, though, because I think a lot of times people are put off because other guys are trying to poach somebody yeah. interacting with you. Right. Yeah. And so recognize that there is a place for everybody in the industry and how you become an ambassador, not only for the industry, but also for your customers will build a brand that will you know resonate and last across the years you know that's why you've been a leader for decades you know not only a detailed business owner but a trainer and a voice for you know elevating the industry so you know the big thing is whether you're working in your community <clears throat> you're being involved in those community activities you know helping at the food bank and sharing what you're doing encouraging people to come be involved, you know, doing things for the Marine Toys or Tot or doing Operation Slayshine, you know, Scott Mesha. You know, when you're engaged in the community and interacting in a positive way, your potential customer is going to be attracted to that. Yes. Yes. Exactly. And so so this, go ahead. So and then, you know, um, we haven't really touched on uh, traditional advertising. Um Yep. There's the time I got to tell you, the times that I've spent money on print advertising, I really haven't got much return on investment. And that's really a concept that you need to to embrace whenever you do a campaign, whether it's sending out postcards or putting um, putting door hangers on doors or, you know, spending X number of dollars for an advertisement in your local community newspaper for 12 months and I'll tell you one time placement doesn't work. It's gotta be in there for 12 yes. months. Yeah. yeah you gotta yeah. go for that package and it's usually a lot of money. That's how they make their money. But you have to track that. So when people start calling you and say, Hey, uh, I, I, I want to get my car detailed. How much do you charge? You say, well, how'd you find out about us? 
you yeah. got to find out where they're coming from. Now, years and years ago, the local community newspaper um, had this this uh, opportunity where you could they would print an insert, an eight and a half by eleven uh, insert, into every newspaper that went out to the community. I think it was twenty two thousand households, and I, I went for that, and um, I got probably about twenty customers out of it, um, and uh, several of those people our customers to this day, every year we, they come back. So over time, yes, that worked. Um, mm -hmm. if, if I would look at doing that again, I probably wouldn't do it because it was a lot of money. And I don't think it, 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 it didn't give a, a quick enough return on investment to make sense. Um, now, right. if you're doing little things like that here and there, like uh, there's a, um, there's a, a, a best of in that same community newspaper, and my company, you know, I'm very blessed to be a part of this community. So I've, I've been voted best detailer for 12 years in a row in that in that community newspaper. And they give you the opportunity to put an advertisement in the issue where all the businesses are listed. So I right. always put an advertisement in that. And I do get an occasional phone call from that advertisement. So right. I think that's there's the overall effort, you know, of bits and pieces of constantly putting your name out there. Um, but really print advertising is going to be important for a high volume detail shop where you're just constantly trying to get your name in front of people every month, every week, whatever it is. Uh, but, but I think for the smaller operations, it's not necessarily the best investment. So yeah, I, and there, sorry, I interrupted you. Yeah. I, I have a burning question. So we're talking about print advertising. So what is your opinion about printing a flyer or a brochure and tucking it underneath somebody's windshield wiper on their car? I don't like it. Right. And I can't two, stand there's it. There's two as reasons customer, you don't. As a customer, I can't stand yeah. it. Think of it's the times you've gotten that. What do you do with it? You're probably going to end up on the ground. So then yeah. you've got your name and your business name on the ground all over the place. Right. Right. You don't want that. The other thing is, is you got to make sure if you're doing that, it, sometimes it's illegal to do it in certain locations. Right. Like here For in sure. town in, in Boise, Idaho, at the Boise Mall, it is it is against the law to right. actually put anything under somebody's windshield without having it approved. So the most I'll do with something like that is, you know, I've got my business cards and yes, there is the back of the business card. Um, I leave mine blank. And then, you know, like I, if I'm at the YMCA because I swim almost every morning and I see somebody with a scraped bumper or a car with with uh, uh, temporary tags on it, I might put, hey, would you like, uh, you know, a ceramic coating for your new car? And, you know, I'm a Y member and then just tuck that in there, there, there inside the window there. Um, but that's about the most I'll do with, you know, putting right. things on windshields. Um, right. It's just not worth it. Yeah. Uh, now, I tell you, one of the greatest ways to get customers is meeting people in the community. You know, you're in, standing in the grocery line and you got your shirt on. You just sort of just just chat people up, just say hi to them. It's amazing what people will do if you say if you smile and say hello. It's yeah. one of the it's one of the chapters in how to win friends and influence people <laughs> is smile. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Because everybody's like this, you know, we're on our phones and we're just, you know, I'm just trying to go about my business. I don't want to talk to you. But if you're you're the light in the middle of that crowd and you say, Hey, how are you, how you doing today? How's your day going? Then oh, you have a detailing business. Oh, cool. Um, how, how long have you been doing that? You need to strike up a conversation. You just never know. Um, another great place to get customers is at the gas station. Because guess what? You're both standing there with your hand on the thing, right? You got no place to go. You're trapped. Right. So I see a nice vehicle on the other side. I say, hey, that's a beautiful vehicle. Who does your detailing? 
I don't even make it about me. Wow. So who does your detailing? Your car looks great. Well, I do it my, my I do it myself, or I had a detailer, but I don't know where he is anymore. Well, guess what? Here's my business card, and you just got a new customer. Okay. Oh, yeah. As simple as that. You don't want to sell to them. You give them a compliment and say, who does your detailing? It's, right. It's and again, that goes back to your difference between marketing and selling, right? Marketing yes. is just leaving a hint, getting them to know who you are. Selling is closing the deal. Now, I want to yeah. I want to go back just for a second. You talked about a lot of different things like brochures or print advertising or best of. There are times you're going to want to do something just so that later on you can mention it. OK, Jody and I, Zenware, our company has been involved in the best places to work in Idaho. We were there for eight years in a row in the top 10. We actually won best places to work in Idaho in 2018. Wow. That was money well spent because I can use that for the rest of my life. Voted Boise, Idaho is best places to work. And there's reasons you want to do that. You know, you let's say that you decide to advertise in an industry rag, an industry magazine, right? As seen in Detailing Industry Magazine or whatever. Um, there are reasons you want to do something one time to use it again in another situation. You know, hey, look for our new article. We just got featured in so-and-so. And it doesn't matter if you paid for it, right? I mean, it's marketing. So you, you pay for an ad. You pay for an article. There are certain magazines that will be like, hey, we'll do a full-page spread for six ninety-five or something. You pay for that, and then you can be like, hey, check out the article they just did on us in such-and-such. Such. You know, uh, the Boise Chamber of Commerce or this or that. It's, it's, it's a two-step marketing process that you may not, like you said, you may not get 15 calls from that first time you did that. But Jody and I did one. This is, I still shake my head. We did a, um, uh, a marketing thing where we paid for an ad in, a, I think it was Boise Magazine. It was just a, a, a print ad thing. We had no idea if we were going to get anything from it. We got zero leads from it. And then like two years later, a guy yeah, goes, hey, I was sitting in a late. dentist office and I saw this copy of Boise Magazine and you were in there and we got like a $20,000 software yeah, deal out of crazy. it. I'm like, money well spent. So right. think about it in a two-step process. Sometimes you do something that doesn't pay off on day one, but it's going to pay off three, six, nine months down the road. It's it's part of your overall effort to get your your name and your face out there in front of people. Right. Um, I'll tell you if, you, if you do have a local community newspaper, um, one of the best ways you can do to get your name out there, and it's absolutely free, is send them a press release. Yep. So, for example, if you're expanding or you just you just got certified in a certain ceramic coating or whatever it is that's noteworthy, you know, you won some award from the IDA or whatever it is, you can send in a press release. You know, uh, San Diego, California, Prentice St. Clair inducted in the IDA Hall of Fame, longtime business owner. You know, detail in progress That's cool. the community for 30 years, that kind of thing. It doesn't have to be that big of a deal. Like I made it, you know, something pretty huge and I'm very proud of that. But it can be something really simple like, um, you know, uh, uh, I just, you know, just got IDA certified. Uh, San Diego, California, Prentice St. Clair with detail in progress is, is recently <clears throat> certified with the International Detailing Association. He's been operating for five years in the local community, providing detailing services. That's a free press release that some people are going to see. And you just send that in. If you need help writing a press, press release, contact me. There's other people that can help you do that. Um, another thing is is with some of these, like we have a community uh, a magazine called uh, Point Loma Connections. And, um, you know, you can do a profile article in, in, a, in a, a magazine like that. They're always looking for content. They're constantly searching for content. they got to fill yep. it up. 
So you can say, hey, look, I've been detailing for 10 years or five years or whatever it is, and I'd love to to give you, uh, you know, they'll probably interview you and talk about your business and what you do and, and how you serve the community. So that's that again, free press where your 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 business is profiled in the magazine that goes out to however many uh, community households that it goes out to. Another good one, you know, talking about print, is an at annual greeting card to your customers. Um, a great way to do it is doing an annual greeting card during Thanksgiving, saying, you know, during this time of thanks, we just want to thank you for your business. This goes right. to your to your customers that have already. Um, uh, done business with you as a way to remind them that you're still around, but also as a gen, you know, a genuine thank you for their business over the years. Uh, or you could do it a holiday card. I used to do, I don't do more recently because I have so many customers now, but a holiday card, you know, in those early years, I would send those out every year to have a picture of my family, um, the logo, and just, you know, just thank you so much for your business over the years. And uh, I, there's been a few times that people have called me and said, you know, I still have this thing hanging around from from four years ago. I got this holiday card, and and I want to call you up and, and get some work done. Yeah, I like the idea of doing it at Thanksgiving because it's yeah. it's an it's an off holiday. People are used to getting a bunch of greeting cards That's during the, during the, the the Christmas holidays. But but if you do it at Thanksgiving and it's a thank you card, that is that is a beautiful right. idea. That's a great so, idea. Uh, you know, again, another good one would be a would be a, a New Year's card. You know, yeah. uh, welcome to the new year. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Because then you're starting off that new year and everything. And, 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 you know, just again, back to our point that we've tried to make during, during this process is anything that you do that is effective in your community, do that thing. You know, if, if next door is big in your community, get involved in next door. If the chamber of commerce is big, get involved in chamber and you can try. Well, these I things mean, out. I would, do, I would honestly, I would do as many of those free things as you possibly. Oh, absolutely. Can. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. From, yeah. Uh, getting going to the chamber meetings, going to the chamber mixers, going to the business networking groups. Yep. Um, some of them are free. There's one there. There's uh, there's one where we get together the fourth Thursday of every month. I've gotten so much business out of that just by paying for breakfast and meeting yeah. a different group of people every time. It's fantastic. Yeah. The uh, other one is the thing that I wanted to mention was door hangers. Um, you know, if you're trying to work a certain community, a door hanger could be somewhat effective. Um, and because you're targeting that particular neighborhood and actually walking it. And what you want to do definitely if you're doing that is if you see anybody, like maybe they happen to be out in their front yard, you know, just, just make eye contact and say hello and smile and just be friendly. You don't want to sit there and try to talk them up like a salesperson. Nobody wants that. We all hate that. But a door hanger could be great. It can also be great if you're a mobile detailer. And let's say you're, you're going to be detailing a car at, um, this address, 3549, and and you put hangers at three houses that way and hangers three houses that way and the ones across the street, just saying, hey, we're in your neighborhood today. If you have any questions, mm -hmm. uh, stop on by or, or, or here's a phone number to call. You never know. You might get another detail book that day in the same darn neighborhood. Yeah, yeah that that's a really good it. strategy, you know, because you think about it, if I went in and I have an appointment at ABC location and a day before, hey, I'm going to be in your neighborhood. Keep an eye out for me. And just, I mean, if you're out in a driveway cleaning the car, I mean, dude, how many people are going to potentially drop by and go, hey, I saw yeah. your flyer and I see you're working. Do you have a business card? Right. And maybe put a call, call to action on that door hanger, too. Or, you know, an incentive like, hey, come talk to me. I'll give you 10 percent off. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, we don't yeah. like to discount too much, but sometimes it's a perfect thing to do. Yeah. Just to just to bait it a little bit for the customer to come over and actually make contact with you. Yeah. The one thing I want to talk about, somebody brought up uh, the other day was on um, they saw something someone else was doing, a marketing effort, and they said, should I try to do that same thing? Um, and it, this is a really tight gray area. Yes, you should do those things, same things. If you see somebody with a really successful Instagram page and you try to do a similar thing in your community, that's good. But don't just be a copycat because you look like you're copying someone else. I can't tell you, since Jody and I started the Road FS Detail Memoirs page over two years ago, how many uh, detail memorandums and exact <laughs> copy of our logo that we have seen out there. And I'm like, I'm not flattered anymore, right? And all it looks like is you're trying to copy. So do the same thing. Go have a podcast. Do whatever you're going to do. But don't copy somebody else's so exact that you look like you're copying it. So And, and yeah. I'm going to I'm going to play a little bit of devil's advocate on that one because if you are not comfortable being in front of a camera in a video, yeah. right? It's okay if you're not highlighting yourself on your Instagram page. You could be highlighting your work, right? So, you know, recognize that your personality, your style may want to leverage, you know, uh, door hangers or print or radio, you know, where your face isn't in front of people, but you may have a more outgoing personality that is more, you know, you're more comfortable being in front of the camera. So recognize that you may have a personality, a skill, a natural ability that lends itself to one or more uh, different marketing strategies to that will work for your business. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's a really good point, because there's so many people that um, we've had. There's been a couple of times where uh, we've talked to. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Really, really, really <laughs> like affluent people that are that are speak well and they have a good personality and we'll turn the camera on, put it in front of them and they just. Uh, we literally had we had a podcast we could not publish <laughs> because the wow. person, with a person that we were that we were on the podcast with just sat there and we would say. So tell us about your business. And they just gave their business name and sat there. And we could not <laughs> engage them. We, we, we let's, let's stop the podcast. Let's start over. Nope, didn't happen. So we never published it because you have to have that personality. So I think that's a really important thing here is maybe that person could leverage flyers or hangers or community involvement. Yeah. Or um, I'm, I'm going to throw one out there. Have an IDA meet and greet at your location or at a wow, location sponsored a by you. Even if you're a mobile detailer and you don't have a fixed location, partner with somebody and, hey, Rod and Jody are going to put on an IDA meet and greet. You'll get somebody to fly out there. Um, you know, people Keith do all that stuff. Keith, you Just, come, print this. You know, Keith, to play. Yep. Uh, Rod and Jody, Keith, the Plessy, Sydney, guys from the Red Company, we're all going to be in Portland in, in December, um, on the 4th of December. And it's it's a huge thing that people can do. And I know that people benefit. The first time we went to Oscar Hernandez's shop in Ventura, I think there were 53 people on a Thursday night to an IDA meet and greet. Yeah. It was fantastic. We got business out of it. He got business out of it. I know the guy making the street tacos got business out of it because I 
and here's another one be nice to other people the street yeah. tacos were fantastic i don't deal in street tacos but i sure as hell took a picture of his business card and splashed and it out all it. over everywhere yep. about how awesome this guy's tacos were right that, yeah and so, do that give back. you know an ida meet and greet is another way that you can support the detailers in your community and i think we we should do that um you know, especially the guys that are really trying to make an honest living and, and do it right. Um, don't think about them as competition uh, so much from the standpoint of being a negative, but maybe as cooperative competition where, hey, yeah, we're all trying to wash cars. But guess what? There's enough cars out there for, for yeah. us, twice as many of us to work on. There's so many cars to work on. There's no way. I cannot believe that anywhere in, in this country or in the world that's saturated with details. There's no possible no. way. Yeah. So yeah. embrace those other detailers in your community, get them together, because what you guys can do is help build each other up instead of trying to tear each other down. And guess what? You're always going to find somebody who's got too much work and they're going to send it to you. And the same yeah. thing with you. If you're going on vacation, you need somebody to cover, have to change your phone. So it goes over to that person. And, and you know, you have a, a gentleman's or, a, 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 you know, a, a oral agreement that, hey, uh, I'm not going to take any of your business, but if you've got somebody that needs something um, and they got to have it done this week, please take care of it for me. And uh, I know that you're not going to try to steal that customer. It's going to be a one-time thing. But even if they do, if that customer ends up calling them, there's plenty of other people to, 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 to take care of. So supporting the detailers in your community um, yep. is huge for sure. So what do you, what do you think is the number one best way to market? We get asked that all the time, and that's kind of a leading question. I really so I think, to, uh, I'll tell ahead. you what, this is it. Whatever you do, do the best that you can and be a good person, be a good citizen. That's probably the best way you can market because you can have the fanciest marketing in the world. I'll tell you what, there's a couple of companies in San Diego that spend, I don't even know how much money on television advertising radio advertising, every possible advertising you can imagine. They spend a lot of money. But when you see something on Nextdoor that says, don't hire these guys, they're shysters. All that just goes right out the window. I don't right. care how much money you spend. Guess what? If you're a, a one, one person operation and people love you because you show up on time, you got a smile on your face, you're ready to go, and you give them the best results you possibly can, that's going to be better than any money you spend on any kind of marketing because they're going to tell their friends about it. And when you need a referral, let's like say somebody's on the fence about using you and you say, well, can I give you a couple of phone numbers of people to call um, and ask them about that service? You know, you're going to spend fifteen hundred dollars on a coding or something. Uh, ask them. And, and, and that's going to be huge for them to talk to talk to your satisfied customer. So yep. being a great person in the community and just the overall um, good person uh, is huge for your marketing. Right. And if you're cringing right now, like, oh, I'm not the nicest person, then that's exactly the problem. Okay. So don't, with, don't be yeah, a jerk. It's not even about being being the nicest person, but it's also about, you know, we're all going to have challenges with um, customer disagreements. Sure. Uh, with things like that. And you just got to handle them, handle them the right way. Um, yep. You know, uh, there's been very few situations, thank God, that I've had to, to give money back, but sometimes giving money back is the, the easiest way to get out of it and you never hear from that person again, great. We're all happy. They don't put anything negative on social media and you're all done. 
Um, you know, my, my friend Jason McGuire has a great statement. Not all money is good money. Yep. So if you're really, you're, you're trying to get somebody to go ahead and pull the trigger and make an appointment with you, but man, they're making it really difficult and they keep asking for more and wanting more. It's like, do I really need this job? Do I really need this $300 when this person is going to give me nothing but a hassle the whole yep. time I'm there? And when I'm done, they're going to complain. No, not necessarily. Um, you know, nope. you, you, and you want to find customers that are like you, that are honest and, and nice and appreciative of the work that you do. And those are the kind of customers you want. But the best thing you can do, the whole service experience is ruined if you don't do a good job. So be a good be a good person, be a good business operator, be legitimate, and do a great job, and right. you will get customers. There's and, no way you can't. Yep. And number two is take care of those customers. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think a lot of times, and you kind of hit it at the very end there, it's like do a great job. But what is the customer's experience interacting with you? Right. If they and the customer, the customer service experience start when the, from the first time they find out about you, mm -hmm. and whether it's on Yelp or a sign at your shop or you're standing in line with your shirt on, how, however they find out about you or from a friend, uh, all the way to the point where you're sending them a thank you card or a follow up phone call to say, how did you like the car? And in between, there's all these different events. What happens when they contact you? How do you answer the phone? Um, do you build a rapport on that phone call? Um, and then uh, you set up the appointment. You show up on time for the appointment. You take care of the car the way they expected you. You deal with anything that comes up. If they had something where I'd really like that to be better, okay, we'll take care of it, no problem. Uh, and then afterwards, you make the pay even the, as simple as making the payment options easy for the person, uh, uh, making it making that whole experience. A, a wonderful one so they can't wait to come back to you yeah make it easy for them to be a return customer yeah that's the thing is if you if you make it so difficult to come back and use you um you know i know i know a guy that um he actually has <clears throat> he makes it really easy to use him because he basically has three different interior service levels but he lists four because he's found that nobody chooses the really, really horribly dirty hoarder with mold growing and nobody chooses it's brand new and perfect. So he creates two in the middle that are slightly similar. One's a little worse than the other one. And everybody always feels safe because they don't have the worst and they don't have the best, but those two services come down to the same price and everybody's comfortable coming back to him. And it's a great strategy. He's not wrong. So it, it is make it easy for your customers to do business with you. Yeah, absolutely. Make it convenient for them as much as possible. Um, I live about five minutes from the airport. One of the most favorite services that I have among my customers is when they're flying out of town. They drop their car off here. I take, give them a ride to the airport, wow. keep their car while they're gone, detail it right before they get back and pick them up at the airport. Thank wow, that's dude. awesome. That, that, is, that awesome. is money in Holy the cow. bank, dude. And, you know, um, with, especially with people that use their cars every day, you know, real estate agents, etc. cetera, uh, it's huge for them because somebody's going to go on vacation at some point. And, then, you know, I, you may not live next to an airport, but there's got to be a way that you can uh, parlay that convenience um, thing. You know, I've even brought cars to get oil changes for customers. Yeah, I charge them for the time, but that that was part of the selling point is that not only is my car going to get detailed, tires rotated, oil changed, 
And that's really convenient for that customer. At that point, I'm an auto salon, not just an auto detail center. Mm, right, right, right. Mm. And yeah, yeah, that brings up another point. There's the name of your company. And, uh, you know, a lot of people have changed their cars or their, their detailing shop to an auto salon. Make sure that you're keeping up with what that means. It's not just a name. It's a little well, bit. Well, it can also be, you, you can limit yourself in the beginning if you just say Joe's detailing. Guess yeah. what? Detailing is all they know you for. That's yep. not a hundred percent true. I mean, obviously, if you do, if you start doing bumper scrapes and interior repair and windshield repair, you can still have your have your business and be legitimate. But if you're just thinking about a name, maybe Joe's Auto Salon might be a little bit better because it's detailing yep. and a whole lot more at that point, right? Yes, yes, so exactly. Think about. Exactly. Yeah, I, you know, there's so many there's so many nuggets in the conversation that we've had in this episode and the previous episode. You know, as you're looking at it, are there some final things that you think are really critical for detailing business owners to consider when they're building a marketing plan for their business? Well, um you know, you talk about a marketing plan, they gets really complex. So I think of it more as a, as, as an approach, like what's your approach? And it's the mm -hmm. honesty thing. It's huge. It's being consistent um, as much as you can. So people know when they come to you, they're going to get a, a consistent level of service. Um, and just like we've said so many times, just really taking care of the customer, you know, yeah. um, it, those little extras are huge. People mm -hmm. love it, and and they'll they'll like you for that too. They'll they'll send more people that way. Yeah, I would say the the biggest nugget in marketing and is, is is that customer care. It sounds weird to say that, but it's taking care of your customers and being just absolutely fanatical about making sure that your customers are happy. Right. We'll, get customers to come back to you. I mean, you know the story I'm about to tell where we early, early on in our early days when we had maybe three or four employees, um, we had a customer that gave us a referral and the referral guy called us up and said, hey, John said I need to call you guys and he said, you guys might not be the best in the market, but you are fantastic at customer service. And Jody and I looked at each other and said, you know what, we'll take that. We will take that. It gives us an area to improve on and it tells us that we're doing one thing absolutely perfect, and that is taking care of the customer. Right. Taking care of the customer. Yep. Do the best job you can, no matter what it is. Well, we want to thank you for spending, you know, every one of these episodes with us. I mean, it has been an amazing journey. I mean, this is now our fifth, actually our sixth, because we divided marketing into two episodes. You know, really looking forward into the ones coming ahead. I think the next one is menus and pricing. So those of you that are watching, please remember to like, share and subscribe, because I'm telling you, the things, the nuggets that Prentice is sharing. I mean, he is the detailed trainer extraordinaire. I mean, we got to give him kudos. He has a detailing academy. He's a detailed trainer for PS detail products. So please reach out to him for any of your business questions. Yeah. And of course, reach out to us if you're looking for software. I mean, we, we the, the combination between the two of us, the three of us, we can answer 
any business question that you have. And so that is the whole impetus of the Business 101 series. We are taking individual items that we've heard over the years, that we've struggled with in our own businesses, that we've tried to find the answers, and we're trying to put them into a nice, concise area that you can go revisit these. So please remember to like, share, and subscribe. Yes. And, and Prentice, thank you so much for everything you do and being a part of it. Yes. yes. And, and for uh, the opportunity, guys, you guys are the best. And this is really fun. I love talking about this stuff. And, and honestly, if you, you know, you've got my, um, my phone number and my email somewhere around there, right? You've been absolutely. We'll post it. We'll post just, it in here as well. Just, uh, just, just call me or text me or email. I love helping people in the industry. So, you know, whatever, uh, whatever I can do to help you, um, that'd be great. Yeah, well, thank you so much, Rod. Any final moments? Nope. I so, think we wrap it up all right. and see you guys next time when we do uh, menus and, and, and things like that. And I will make sure to include uh, Prentice's phone number in the pricing because I actually accidentally deleted the banner, the scrolling banner that had his phone number. So I will make that right. Yep. It's right there. Just <laughs> there you go. Right there. Detail in progress. There it is. That's me. There it is. Yeah. Last little nugget. And by the way, if you do subscribe, when you push that little button that says subscribe, that lets you know when we post a new video. So you'll yeah. be automatically informed. It's not just a, a helpful way to make us cool, but it is get that button pushed because then it lets you know that a new one's coming up. That's the right. menus one is going to be huge. That's one of my favorite topics. Even if you think your menu is strong, you'll be, you might be surprised at some of the changes that you might want to make to your menu. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And so, we've seen them all over the board. We see menus that are absolutely horrific well, to ones that menu are menu is where it starts. Fantastic. That's what you present to your customer. And if it's not right, your, your technicians are going to be working too hard. Your sales staff is going to be working too hard. You're going to have a lot of miscommunication with customers. It's got to be right. Yep. yep. All right. All well, right, guys. Prentice, thank you so much. We will check you guys same time, same bad channel, just, just next, next time. episode. Thanks, See guys. Ya.